What's going on, good people? I hate to interrupt the podcast to understand how things are up here. I gotta let you know that the Rockefeller type t shirt and the Rockefeller type beat, they are both out on www.beatsbytheKilo.com. Now, since everybody's making these type beats, I decided to switch it up and make a type shirt. On that note, I decided to switch it up and make a type beat. Now, you can get the Rockefeller shirt, type shirt, beats by the kilo, of course, for $25, $25. All you gotta do is go to beatsbytheKilo.com or beacons.ai backslash beatsbytheKilo. And on top of that, you can get the beat to go with it for a good $35. Exclusive beat. Nobody else hears this beat unless they buy the shirt and buy the beat. So they don't even get to download or anything. So you're going to have that exclusively. And uh, you're going to have the shirt to match. Uh, the shirt's dope. Um, check it out right now. BeatsbyTheKilo.com And uh, if you buy it before July 13th, we're going to give it to you for $20 for the pre-order. Shipping and handling is not included. And the offers is available while supplies last. Speaking on that, we also decided to put up some unreleased songs on our Beacons page for a dollar a download. Go check them out. You know. What's going on, good people? You know this is your boy, M.I.C.O.D.E.N. You're now listening to the Learn As You Grow podcast live from Philadelphia. You know. Speaking of one of my homies the other day, um, you know, we had the, um, we had the chance to meet each other <clears throat> back in 2003, um,
stay away from your family, um, especially at that age. So, as as a youngin who just got snatched out of his um his, his household. them rhymes meant and why them rhymes existed and how them rhymes existed um, I wasn't looking into none of that um, all I know is that my favorite rappers was talking about this is before rappers was really even talking about popping perks and all that sipping lean um, you would have to catch that you know on that 3-6 Mafia, sipping on some scissor. They, people don't, they didn't know what that meant at first. Um, Beans, my, my favorite rapper. 
name is one of my favorite my favorite album from him is the becoming right my, one of my favorite songs don't blow my eye when I'm sipping that purple rain and it just so happens he has another one of my favorite all-time rappers on that song with him Bum B who is like <laughs> hip-hop royalty to me and um I had the a chance to meet Bun B in Miami at the Source Awards and me and my man Rab got the rap for him and he showed so much love like like it was yeah, he showed it was the whole BMF out there you gotta understand like we're at the let out of the 2004 Source Awards and um BMF is in all attendance pumping Jackie O and Jeezy Blue Da Vinci but really Jeezy that Trapper Dot was just was just I don't, I don't even know how to explain it they were giving them Jones away cause they just knew and it's like damn the feds were in that parking lot that parking lot, I, I know the feds was definitely in that parking lot. <laughs> they probably thought we was feds. But, um, no, it's a real though. Um, so, I say that to say I met a lot of, uh, some of the best people I met in my life were in the worst situations. Um, as far as being incarcerated, as far as being uh, homeless, as far as being any situation you name it, um, that's just what it was. As far as in the middle of rumbles, middle of rumbles, I had somebody come out like riding for my oh, I didn't know you was riding. Alright, let's, let's ride. Hey, why not? You know, being being one of my best friends, you know. And uh, I don't have a lot of best friends. You feel me? The last, I mean, R.I.P. My man, White Boy Malloy, man. I don't get along with too many people. I really don't. Um, and that's by choice um I guess it got a lot to do with um, being incarcerated for, for so long it's like you know you don't open them doors or you might have to slam that door shut in somebody's face yeah I grew up on them type rules like you don't nah we ain't getting too friendly with nobody I grew up on them type rules. Um, just being real uh, respectful. But at the same time, um, just looking for, for somebody who kind of wasn't, wasn't um, respecting what I had so I, I could just make a uh, quick example out of it.
because I don't like to think things over and all that. Um, I go off impulse. That's what I do. It's probably the worst thing that the worst thing um, I dealt with as a teenager. Um, my my impulse control was crazy. I remember one time I was with two of my homies that lifelong homies uh, knew me forever and you know we, we went out on, on a drill how the young boys call it we, we went out on, on a drill so uh, we used to call we went, we went out on a we used to call them missions we went out on a mission we, was out, we went out on a drill so we went on <laughs> We young boys. We were on, <laughs> we're on mountain bikes on a drill. So we're trying to eat. I ain't even gonna lie to you. We were three young boys whose parents was 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 there. Come to think about it, all of our parents are are separated. Um, but we all come from from my Irish hood. It's just is what it is, you know. We the poor stick with the poor, right? So um, I say all that to say I remember <laughs> I trashed this dude. I'm talking about we pulled up on board. Trashed him. I ain't gonna say it. I trashed him. And when I went to jokes the ball, he ain't have none. And the one homie I was with was the active one. He was small, he was short, but he always got active. Uh <laughs> known for sneaking people and you know stuff like that uh, shout out my man we, 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 we call him Pac for now shout out my man Pac used to be a wild one man. still is Pac but um so when he's looking in shock you know like it's like what the hell is this he never seen me act like that before. He never seen that that black outside. He always seen the side of where I, I think about shit. I play the tapes. Man, I'm not about to. He could say what he wants, do what he wants. Just don't put your hands on me. Don't get in my way. I don't have, you know, um. A family don't want a family right now, so you're gonna have to mess with moms and pops to get into that um, realm to where it's though I'm gonna do something to you. And when I do something to you, if somebody's going to the hospital, and I'm not saying that just to say it. Um, Somebody's face is getting smashed. Signs happen. Um, unless you, you know you're from the hood, 
I know, you know, even sometimes then, if I know your family and all that, I'll give you the one up. All day, I, I'm going to give you the one up. But what happens during that one up, you done fuck me all up. Because now, <laughs> I blacked out. I might even, after the rumble, realize what I did and start feeling like, oh shit, I'm helping you. <laughs> That's the type of shit I be like, oh shit. Fuck what? Um, there's a DJ right now on Q102. He would never play my music, he said. So he says. And... This, I dealt with back in 2009. I dealt with um, this dude telling me this. Like, yo, I would never play your music for something that we, we did to him in 2001. Uh, and it was just crazy because the growth. Um, I forgot all about what we had did the homeboy. Um, long story short, he got put in a coma. Um, nah, long story longer, my man was rumbling. His man, they were both from separate corners. The school was in our hood. His squad all ran towards 25th Street. This bull runs towards 28th Street. He left the herd. And I don't want to say it like that and, and make fun of it. Because, you know, now being older and grown and being Corleone and um, actually um, planning things out right and not doing nothing by mistake, not bringing no heat. On us. That brought a lot of heat on the block. That brought a lot of heat on me. That was the first time that um, social media was a, was a part of a case that I was involved in. And I wasn't involved with the case, but they were trying to get me involved with the case for simple facts. That uh, they had AOL Messenger back there. And uh, on the on the big computer, and you know whoever had a computer around the way, they had their little screen name, and you know you might let your homie make a screen name on your junk, whatever, so he could sign in wherever. So I remember, I forgot who I was talking to on that. We talked about the situation, and they must have showed it to him and um yeah that was the first situation where that's when he hit me up or his mom's and I'm like yo that's why you getting booked this that and the third you know me I'll tell you quick you know what I mean <laughs> duck is sick so um <laughs> and um then years pass. I'm rapping. I'm going through all this, you know. Well, you know, this is around the time 
the source of words, page, all this, going, going through all this. Now I'm on the downslope. Um, it's around the time when I became homeless. It's around the time we were all living in, uh, this was a rough time. But, even during that time, when I got a book, the same thing. Came to county jail. I met some some of the worst people that you would ever want to meet in your life in that place. But also, I met some of the realest, most thoroughest people that you would ever want to have on your corner in that place. Um, same thing. Any anywhere I went. In, in these worst situations, man. Um, I met some of the best people, and uh, I'm just thinking about when me and my man, white boy Malloy, got got tight. Um, he was from Kensington. Well, he's from, he was from Kensington. I'm a Grace Ferry boy. South Philly. He's from North Philly. But I'm living in running around Fishtown at the time. So I'm in North Philly. So we're on the train. We jump on the same bus after the train. And, you know, that's always awkward when you get off the, the train and feel like one, somebody's following somebody. But I remember. Some, we, we just start kicking it on the bus, regular stuff, you know, how's the weather, shit like that, and then we got into a conversation on, uh, this is why I mess with, <laughs> this is, this is when Trump was, first started running for president, I'm talking about first started running for president. He was straight maggot out. <laughs> you know. And my man was the type, it seemed like he did that just so people would step to him. It, it, it was the craziest type of, type of thing. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, walk with me for a minute. Um, now, we used to get into crazy debates about the, you know what I mean, um, Trump and all that, and, um, that's another reason why, why I messed with my home, um, he wasn't no retard, he knew what he was talking about, um, he didn't speak on things if he didn't know what he was talking about, and, you know, I had the pleasure of having my man in my life for about four years, four or five years after that, and um, I stumbled upon a, a bad break, you know, um, and this was 2017. Never forget it. It's when 
I really, really started getting my mind right. Um, 2009 is when I apologized to the person that uh, now worked at Q102. And it wasn't because I told him straight, I don't even make music for your station. So I don't care about that. But I told him, as a man today, like, we, we were dead ass wrong for that. Like, dude didn't do nothing wrong, but he was from another corner that wasn't our corner. He ran the wrong way uh, and got put in a coma. And, yeah, it, it was bad. It was a bad situation. Um, I think my man, AK, um, described it well in, in one of his rhymes. Um, you know, statute of limitations is up. When he said, I seen such and such get stomped while his men was dead. Took the back seat paddy wagon to intensive care. And like, that's what happened. spit a whole verse about that so tie back in so white boy Malloy he did not care about nothing he's on the bus screaming Trump this Trump I love you know <laughs> supporting Trump this dude turned around and just kind of like gave him a glance. <laughs> Yo, I wasn't even ready for it. Malloy said, what the fuck is you looking at, homie? Dude was like, huh? He said, what the fuck is you looking at, homie? He said, yo, you ain't got a cuss. He said, yo, don't tell me what the fuck to do, dog. Homie was just like, so caught off guard. Because <laughs> my man, my man, white boy Malloy, he was only like five, eight. White Irish bull with the heart of a lion. And he said, if you don't turn the fuck around and shut the fuck up, I'm going to beat you the fuck up. Then you're going to have to go back to your hood and tell your homies that you got beat the fuck up by a 5'8 white boy from Kensington. Yo, I was no more good because the boy turned the fuck around and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was no more good after that. R.I.P. to my man, so, so, I'm on the bus, like, yo, he was tripping, I'm on, I'm on probation at the time, I'm, yo, boy, was tripping, but, I'm riding with him, I'm, I'm riding with him, <laughs> boy got into our conversation, I'm riding with him, I don't care what the fuck he was just talking about, it was just our conversation, he shouldn't have got in, um, so from there, 
we were kind of like back to back. Um, anytime he had beef, we had beef. And it was a lot of silly shit he started getting into towards, you know, the end of his life. And, uh, you know, I was always, if I was there, I was there. Now, um, like I said, sometimes I had to tell him, like, yo, you, you start in trouble, bro. Start in trouble. And, um, you know, he would never listen. <laughs> so then comes 2017. Now, we're cool. We're tight. But I'm thinking, like, I don't know him that long. Like, we're, we're tight. But, you know, I don't know him that long. 2017, the summer comes and I catch an attempted murder charge. And, uh, it, it put me under, uh, the consequences of that put me under, uh, the bull never, um, never pointed me out, he actually did some thorough stuff and, and said, nah, it wasn't him, they held me for them 72 hours, to make sure that that man didn't die. He got 15 staples in the back of his head. And it wasn't even my beef. That's what I... And... <laughs> the board that, uh... I helped out. Um... He didn't come to the... He ain't get nobody to come to the precinct. While I was in there for them 72 hours to, to see, like, if I had a bell. No. Um, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't do shit. That's the crazy part. And, uh. I'm riding for this man's honor. And this is somebody. Why, who's from my hood, who I knew my whole life. I'm riding for this man's honor. And this man got a business. He got money. I get out. Because people ain't think I was going to get out. People thought wrong. And, um, <laughs> this is, I don't care, I'm putting the fuck out there. So, the reason that I went through this hardship in 2017 was because of this situation direct result of it no he didn't you know foresee that none of us foresee but this man called me beforehand 
and say, yo, my wife is cheating with such and such. I'm going to such and such. If you see me having such and such problems, can you make sure I'm good? Now, this is somebody I knew since I was a young boy. We used to, where he had his first whip, we used to ride around smoking L's together and all that. And, uh, he got a younger brother who was, was still older than me, but, um, he was more, more somebody, you know, he, he hustled, he did his thing, but he was somebody, he got caught up quick, early, in drug, in drug, in drug shit, so, uh, but, he's my man, you know, I never looked down on him back then, because of that, you know, he was doing the, the horror, and I never looked down, him and his brother was doing the horror, and then, you know, he was doing it with, with my man, who I rap with, my man AK, and uh, I just had a, had a bad taste one time when I, I seen somebody carrying the air conditioning and the other two people, but I, and I knew they were using somebody, whatever, and I just, I just always had a bad taste in my mouth for this person, and uh, you know, in in the world, there's givers and there's takers. And I ain't talking no sexual shit. I'm talking grown man. I don't talk no bullshit. In the world, there's givers and there's takers. This man is a taker. And I'm not talking about he walk in front of your face and take the shit. He is a, uh, yeah, one and a, if you from where I'm from, what's understood ain't gotta be said, one and a, so, um, but he comes up, he gets his bread every now and then, and he lets it be in home, he got a couple of dollars every now and then. So, it's 2017 on my birthday, April 30th, that that day happened, that I caught that attempted murder, right? So, I get out. And let's just say I was getting snaked all the way around. Um, come to find out, one of my homies was telling the boy that he did it. <laughs> that he, you know, was involved in it. And boy ain't do nothing but tell me the bus was coming. <laughs> Cause I jumped on the fucking bus and they um, pulled the bus over a couple blocks away. Long story short, I learned off all this. Um, 
Cause that's the situation. My man, white boy Malloy was like, oh my God, I wish I was there. Like, and if he was there, cause we had situations several times. And when he was there, he was riding. It wasn't no, nothing. He was riding. Even when I wasn't there, he was riding for my name. Because we were both in situations where our main homies um, snaked us, were locked up, or we just moved on. Or we might even snake them. But we were man enough to admit it at this point. And, um, all this ties into being a man and learning man shit from other men. Um, Everybody say, I ain't trying to be like nobody else. You better find somebody the fuck you want to be like. And don't pick the wrong person. They have your, I'm telling you. They will, they will hide you somewhere. Your mom won't even know where you're at. You be so far in, in them woods. Your mom won't even know where you're at. And you're calling her every day. You're talking to her every day, but she won't even know where you're at. Put you in one of them counties somewhere up there near Ohio somewhere. You be getting them. Yeah. I had an ex-girl. She went to Muncie and then got put out. I don't know where she was at. She was getting Ohio radio stations. I looked it up on a map. This John, I didn't even know Pennsylvania went that far out. This John was near Canada. Yeah, they will hide you, young boy. I'm telling you. So, I always had certain people that I looked up to as they were just, you know, uh, doing the thing, the one, two thing, they always had shit, um, I wish I had, um, relationships, I wish that I had respect from people that I wish that I had, but, I would be with the people that was out there and just in the way, cause, there's in the way out, um, if you're standing on the block at nine in the morning, that's the in the way out. Uh, you ain't gonna find nobody but somebody that's in the way. Cause nobody that does productive things is standing on no corner at nine o'clock in the morning. Now you catch him about five after work and he's, you know, in whatever his, his work attire. That's, that's the people that uh, that you want to, you know, follow suit after. Uh, I chose to follow suit with the dumb, dumb 
old heads from my hood who didn't care what happened to nobody as long as they were alright. So I'm going to go back into uh, the other situation. So I catch this attempted murder for the bull. Smashed the bull that was, was cheating and stole from, the, from his daughter. And stole his woman. I smashed him in the head all crazy. I didn't even know who he was. what I thought being a friend was about. When I got out, I was off of my program. So now, they kicked me off clean. On 180 milligrams of methadone. Cold turkey. Kicked me off. Go home. No more. Ah. What? What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I was so distraught and, and just like, wow. That, um, I just went on a rap. Um, there wasn't enough. pills, heroin, anything to keep me well. It wasn't enough. So, I holler at my man. You, what's up? Come on, bro. Hey, this, that, that. What's up, bro? What's up? Let me hold something, bro. I'm fucked up, man. They kicked me off the joint. Hey. I got you. He handed me fifty dollars. I called him again, probably about a week later. And all this time during this whole week, I'm struggling. I'm I'm out here running and gunning. I'm, um, I'm, I'm out here running and gunning. And, uh, I, wasn't, I, don't even, I wasn't even on papers or nothing. Nah, I'm running and gunning. And, uh, that's how good I was doing um, before this happened. I had my own spot. Um, that's why now I don't even want my own spot. It's best. To not have your own spot until you're of a certain age. Um, when people tell you, oh, go out and get your own spot, they just want you to be broke forever. Unless you have a family and all that, that's different. Um, but to my single fella, young fellas out there, stay single. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. Get your mind right. Find where you want to be in life. <laughs> so, these people that I met, like White Boy Malloy, RIP, 
They showed me that loyalty was everything. Because that summer, you want to know what White Boy Malloy did for me? And I ain't even go reach out to him. He happened to see me. And he was with some... Shout out to the vet. He was with a vet. Some uh, uh, Puerto Rican chick he was messing with at the time and he said that we we gonna let him stay in the apartment you gonna stay at the house we gonna do that bang before you know it I mean he he told me like bruh I got a spot you can stay at but it's on the it's in the projects and it's on the 16th floor on the 11th and Cumberland. Like, it's, it, but, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice inside, bro. I'm telling you, it's, you wouldn't even, you go inside there, you wouldn't even think it was, and he was right. It was nice inside there. It was beautiful inside there. In the house. In the, so I go around there. If you um check out my YouTube, I went around there, not, uh, probably like a week or two ago. And I seen the knocking them down. So now I'm 37 years old, and I'm wondering where to take it. I'm I'm wondering just a lot. My sister died last year. I'm wondering why that happened. Um, I never. I haven't lived with my dad since I was 18, and I left this house, 19, I'm sorry, and I left this house, and had a, my own spot in uh, Jersey, and I thought, the GI, uh, <laughs> was that the, the, the location change, with, um, would help everything. Nah, I had a straight Percocet addiction. Like it was, it was a, no rumble in that. Um, I thought just me moving to Jersey was going, you know, <laughs> take care of everything, but it didn't. And it stumbled upon making it worse, cause now I can't find what I'm looking for. Camden is right up the street. Nobody from my hoods out here, because that's really all that I'm worried about, is people from my hood and what they got to say. If you don't, anybody else, I don't care what you got to say. Um, so, I can snort this bag of dope out here. Nobody enough. And you know, Start doing that for a little bit. My homies come around. You can't hide forever. Um, and they notice. Well, one of them, I tell one of my homies. I keep it real. With them. I keep it real. With them. So I get booked. First degree armed robbery. 
do a three flat off that over in Jersey, over Camden, Camden County. So, um, once again, yeah, it's crazy. But who do I say? On the blue, on the bluebird going upstate to prison. They call it downstate in Jersey. My homie from fourth grade, Dante Santiago. I don't know where he is right now. Shout out to him. We remet and. This is just like we're on the blue bird. I didn't even remember him at all until he said his name and all that. And I'm like, oh shit, like, dang. But he, like, you're white boy. I'm like, oh, dude, here we go, man. We're all chained up and all that shit, so we can't even swing at it on each other or nothing. So, white boy. Here from the back of the bar. What's up? Yo, Poppy, Poppy back there wants you. Yo, your name Mike. What's up? You, you don't remember me? We go in. I'm talking about this was my man back in the day. Like, this was, this was... He was the first person I know who's like, moms was real fiend out, and um, we'd be in the house, and yeah, it'd just, it'd just be a different type of vibe in there <laughs> than when you be at the house. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd be in the house, and you might have like three loose dollars on you or something, and she asked you for them chores, <laughs> and you like ate. Like, uh, here, like, here, 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 but, uh, his mom's was down, and, uh, but, these is people that you meet along the way, are finding your greatness, and all these people slipped off the road. And, uh, with all that being said, uh, R.I.P. to my man, General Reezy. Um, in, in that room cell, whatever you want to call it, um, we would have a rap written. Every night for when we locked in, we had spit. And uh, we both got our, got our skills up like that. So when I seen him, I'm talking about General Reezy. I'm talking about, I watched him beg for a home pass when his first seed was born. I remember he came, but he, they let him go for like 
the little six hour home pass he had to come right back and um he had a staff member had to go and um when he came back he was so happy like yo i'm i'm gonna go, i'm getting out i'm gonna do what i gotta do just that in the third for my senior like you know we, we it was just a celebration man and um And I heard a couple years ago that, um, well, about five, probably five years ago now, when I when I seen him on the video and he was with AR Ab and it looked, he was making moves with the rap stuff, I'm like, this, I knew, I, I knew he was a star just by how loud he was. Like, he, he had that type loud voice that like nobody was gonna speak over him <laughs> ever. Like, he was gonna get his, um, his off. So, when he rapped like that, that's why, like, when you see him on the videos, like, he was always like that. Like, when he put up on ARF and the Hellcat and all that, and, you know, dropped all the money, he was always like that. A flashy dude. Me and him actually got into a rumble, and then I punched him in the face, and they, they, they broke it all up and all that. But after that, that really made us become better friends overall. Because whatever, he, see, Averell, or A-Reezy, um, he had a way of, of um, getting under somebody's skin. And when he was aiming for you, and, you know, you, you start busting with him, if you, if you start busting back, and he's not going to stop. Like, he's not going to let up on <laughs> He's just going to be clowning you all day long until you, like, really want to fight. So, um... <laughs> he said... Who he said? I had my hair... I looked crazy, because, you know what I mean? I'm, I was booked. It was my first time. I would grow a beard. Like, my beard was, was, was mad red, because it was, like... First beard I ever grew, <laughs> and um, <laughs> he said I look like the boy Mar from Home Alone. <laughs> Yo, he had the teacher and all laughing. Everybody was cracking up. So I'm heated, like, and then he he said something like, um. Uh, well, I forgot what he said, but um, it was like like a threatening type jump because he seen how mad I was getting. Like he was basically like saying like dudes get get mad like you know they can get hit up something something to that effect. And he and he brought um the home page up, and you know everybody met everybody that went to St. Gates before which. Most active juveniles in Philadelphia been there before. Uh, and I mean active is in negative. Um, active. So um, everybody knows that um, yeah, it's, it's just a wild spot in there. But um, 
it's it's crazy fun in there. It's, it's it's a lot of uh, you meet a lot of people, so that made me just not be racist at all. Like it went from like you know yeah I was rapping and all, but like that took me to like all right now I'm living in a room with you know me and my man and. My homie, and he's black, and this is what it is. Is I'm 15, and so now, like, I know, like, the difference between, you know, how, you know, how they, what they put in their hair, you know what I mean? He had the wave spinner, Averell always had the uh, wave spinner, so I always knew, you know what I mean? I just, I just knew what was going on, and... You know, I introduced him to my culture, you know what I mean? And he would always, we would, we were both, it's crazy to say, but it's kind of like we, we were taught to not like each other's cultures and all that or whatever and not participate, but we both mess with each other's culture. Like, he, he would be like, yo, so like, what the white, like, what the white boys be doing, like, I know they party, like, just on some, he kind of um, was, was interested in what we were doing, and I was interested in what, what they were doing, and so that just made us, in our generation, um, skip over that racism, and so, like, Trump ran for president. For some reason, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It seemed like it started flipping, and it was just like it was. It was and like you would, you would see people, you know, and it was just a, it was a bad situation, man. People getting killed and all that, and you know, not stepping up, and. I'm gonna put it like this. With this Roe versus Wade stuff, it's more division. How long are we gonna keep on dividing? And I'm gonna put it like this. Everybody is selfish for this simple reason. This world gotta be left behind to somebody. This country got to be left behind to somebody. If I'm 80 years old, what do I have to worry about if my family's set, they got a spot over in uh, wherever, on an island somewhere. With, with heavy artillery and, and heavy security. So, certain people's, you know, protected from that, but, but what, what's, what's up with the regular folks? Because um, I don't see no politicians out there, Rumble. I don't see no old judges out there squaring up. I see regular people. 
So, which which leads me to believe that the people that are making the decisions aren't the people that are in the streets. So, don't fall for this trick. It's another way to divide. Now, you know, you got people that got their opinions. But you ain't got to hate over it. Alright, you believe that they were um, trained by the media to think this way and all this. Alright, that's cool. Then if you believe that wholeheartedly, you should leave them alone. Let them be. Why are you, you going to want to rumble them? Why you want to fight them? You know they're lost. Pray for them. That's what you believe in, right? The Bible, right? So you're out here fighting for the Bible because you believe in, you know, all natural things. And, and that's great if you believe that. But you can't say that the next person has to believe what you believe in or they're wrong. What makes you more right? And this is the things that happen daily. Um, And it's just like in every um, hood in America, you see this, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's starting to get sick. Um, shoot, I'm recording this while I'm making my breakfast. I got some grits going. Some healthy, uh, I don't even know what kind of waffles, but I know it's some healthy stuff. It's not the, um, Lego my ego, y'all. I don't even have a problem with they say they got all kind of fat in them. but anyway yeah like you see people be like even even as far as that like nah you're not supposed to eat meat like how you gonna tell that person they ain't supposed to eat meat like oh you're killing you know, animals whatever Ooh. That, that person's family might have survived of of this for for generations. Like, who are you to come in and say that they can't? I hate that word. Like, you can't. Um, you know, unless it's you can't kill somebody, you can't rob somebody, you can't. All right, then it's different. But as far as, like, you can't believe something, no. Um, so, I challenge all my Christian. See, you don't see no Muslims out there, you know, fighting and, you know, saying, you know, you know, if the Quran believes this, you know, we're... You don't see none of that. Where's all these violent Muslims at? That everybody talks about. 
so I challenged all my my Christian brothers and sisters to um, sit back, take a look from the outside, and for a minute, just just a minute, give it ten minutes of your time to look from the outside and at all the, everything that's going on. And then I want you to pray for it on it for 10 minutes. And uh, hopefully you don't go back out side and start fighting people that, um, that believe in something that you don't believe in. Uh, yeah. It's all good for you to go out there and, and for you to um, have your signs. And, but there's a difference between when you see somebody that's already out there and you know that their thing just got overturned. So you know they're feeling some type of way. And now you go out there and you want to oppose them. You, in some type of way, know that there's going to be some potential drama going on. In the back of your head, you know that something might jump off. <laughs> you know that most likely, if you're going to a rally with all these people that are for abortion and you're going there with a big sign that, that says, you know, um, something, um, something to counter that, something to counter what they're protesting for. You're going there looking for a problem. I don't care, I don't care what nobody says. Um, because you already won the battle in court. Ain't that how it's supposed to be played out? If you're, you know, into the Bible like that, ain't that how it's supposed to be played out? The law of the land. All right, the law of the land spoken and you won. So why do you feel the need to even go out there and, and provoke more it just don't make sense to me, man. Um, and they keep everybody blames the, the Muslims for um, being so radical and and all this, but I haven't seen one Muslim out there countering anything that anybody has to say. They're living. And, you know, it might be one out there. It might be two out there. It might be a whole group of them. I don't know, but I have yet to see it with my own eyes. During all this whole situation, I have yet to see um, <laughs> Muslims come out and, and be radical. Um, you know, during the looting and all that, of course. Um, 
I think everybody was on on some time like that. I wasn't. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying that because I was in the house and I was not trying to get locked up. Because I was saying how they were just showing people's faces and it was just like, oh, he's getting booked. He's getting booked. He's getting booked. What I did do is, the next day, I went and I helped a sorority clean up uh, a shop right in an African-American neighborhood, uh, predominantly um, in West Philly. And uh, it felt so good to have, like, you know, older folks come up and be like, oh, my God, like, thank you so much for it, you know. Because we, we got it back open for them in, like, two days. Not even, like, the first day that it was cleaned up. And there was, it was a mess in there. But the first day, it was, it was you know, they can at least get their medication, you know. And um, I remember them just being so grateful to be able to get their medication. And just, like, grateful for us being there just cleaning up. So now I look at these, you know, 18, 19-year-olds, and I'm like, all right, if a war jumps off right now, we're not ready. Like, if there was a draft, (laughs) it would be the worst draft since, I don't even know when, since 1955 or something like that. Um, because you don't know what you're about to draft. Like, you know, back in the 70s, if if you um, drafted a, a person named Michael Johnson, you kind of expected, well, you kind of knew what to expect. Um... <laughs> Either it was going to be a, a, a black fellow named Johnson, or it was going to be a white fellow named Johnson, but it was going to be a man, um, well, he was going to be a man, um, and that's what it was, but now, if you, um, he might have been overweight, he might have been, um, he might have been, you know, uh, scared to uh, participate in uh, some of the combat. But at the end of the day, he was a man. He could do something, um, whether it be cleaning up the bathroom. And then, you know, everybody got a job to do. So with that being said, if you... Grab a Michael Johnson right now and just draft him. You don't know what's about to walk through that door when Michael Johnson comes through. Like Michael Johnson might come through. You don't, you just don't even know. So um, it's going to be a lot different because um, in these times. You might be better off 
Jefferson, uh, Lindsey Johnson. Uh, she might be thorough, thorough, if that's even a word, thorough than her brother. <laughs> like, so, um, as far as us being divided, we're already one down because people are confused right now. Human beings are real confused about who they are, what they are, what they want to be, all that. So if they get drafted, they got to go to war. They're already going to be pissed off, mad, probably try to run at first, whatever. But when they show up, when they show up for battle, would you want... That person on your on your on your on your platoon or whatever they call it. what is it their squad? Uh, I don't even know. But would you want them on your squad? And this is the thing that I was talking to my my homie about yesterday, and he's openly. Admitted to, um, you know, being with, with trans people before, and that's fine with me. He's no less my homie, you know what I mean? Like, I, I always, he's a cool dude. He's still a cool dude. I think he's even cooler because he admitted that. And because a lot of people would be pussies and just hide it. And, um, so... When I said when I heard that, I I just felt like I need to speak on the subject of just um, division. And then I seen the Roe vs Wade stuff. And then I got kids that um, you know, I do stuff for the block because I hurt this block in so many ways. So I'll go back and, and tell them clean up, give them a couple of hours, whatever, nothing much. I'm not no rich rapper or nothing like that. I'm just somebody who makes a couple of hours who, who got it to give them some time. So um, with that, you know, they start talking their problems and most of them are, are mixed um, with some, like I said, um, and... When they start to ask, like, am I more white? Am I more black? Like, what size should I be on? Pretty much. And it's like, you don't know what their dad told them. You don't know what their mom told them. Like, it's just, it's, it's a tough situation in life. But that made me look at stuff like, wow. It's really, really rough out here for these kids, man. We had it rough, but like, I remember having like one mixed kid in my school back in the day. Now most of the kids are mixed. I think it's a, it's a, it's a great thing, like, but now, it's like, if they don't know who they are, 
and nobody's teaching them who they are. How do you expect them to grow? How do you expect them to, to proceed with life? And, um, in a tailored fashion and, and go through life without having to um, sew up all the rips and, um, and in the summertime, turn your shorts and keep the bottoms and wintertime, turn them back in the pants. It's like, I just need people to stop being so selfish, man. It's the kids we got worried about. Um, Rovers, we. I don't even have an opinion. So I don't care what anybody does with their body. Um, I care if I'm paying for it. I do care about that. Um, but besides that, go ahead, do your thing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you have a baby, if you, well, if you get pregnant, and you don't want to have this baby, you know, whether it be on your own or whether, you know, the man just ain't the right man you want to be with or it's just not the right time for you. Um, that's your decision. And I'm not God and I don't want to be God. Um, because God be the hardest guy. So, I'm not here to judge nobody, but I'm here to just give my opinion, talk when I talk, it's the Learn As You Grow podcast, it's a bonus episode, no commercials, straight half hours to real, it's from the real fans, the ones that, when I upload it. They're waiting in the morning on their morning drive to listen to this for a half hour to get some opinions of their own for a half hour. Um, Think about things for a half hour. Ten minutes sometimes, sometimes. Maybe a little five-minute episode. But... I'm going to start releasing a lot more content on here, too. I'm releasing all kind of content um, from the beats to, to the YouTube pages. Matter of fact, go subscribe now to my new YouTube page, Save the Culture TV. It's about the hip-hop culture. Um, you got to save the culture. Um, I'm not saying, you know, don't let the culture grow and don't let these kids flourish and do what they're doing. I'm not saying that because I ain't no old hating ass dude. I rock with what these young boys are doing. Um, but what I'm saying is there's still room for hip-hop. There's room for all of it.
But right now, the young ones got it. Let them have it. We had our time. There's, there's room for everybody to eat. Uh, and that's another thing that divides people. Age. You got you got young people saying, you know, I ain't messing with dude. He's, he's, he's old. He'd be like 30-something. The young boy would be like 20 and it's like, yo, what, you know you're you know you're gonna be his age, hopefully one day, right? So like, you calling him old? <laughs> it just don't even make no sense. Like, yeah, I can see grandpa. We used to call grandpa old, or just playing around. Like, but they be dead serious trying to diss. Like, yo, he get old as shit. He can't, right? He watch. What? What does that have to do with anything? It ain't like his basketball and his knees gave out. Because I know I'm 37. And my knees gave out. <laughs> but, when I pick up that MRC, you already know. My initials ain't MC for nothing. I'm going to leave on that note. Learn as you grow podcast. Bonus episode. Peace by the kilo dot com. You know.